0: It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Fort, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day 26, the compliance function in an organization. The role of the compliance professional and compliance function in a corporation has steadily grown in stature and prestige over the years. When it came to the corporate compliance function, the 2020 FCPA Resource Guide under the Hallmarks of Effective Compliance Program simply noted that the government would consider whether the company devoted adequate staffing and resources to the compliance program given the size, structure, and risk profile of the business. This hallmark has significantly expanded in both the FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy and 2020 update. In the FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy, the DOJ listed as factors relating to corporate compliance function that it would consider as indicia of an effective compliance and ethics program. Number one, the resources the company has dedicated to compliance two, the quality and experience of the personnel involved in compliance such that they can understand and identify the transactions and activities that pose a potential risk. Three, the authority and independence of the compliance function and the availability of compliance expertise to the board. Four, The compensation and promotion of the personnel involved in compliance in view of the roles, responsibilities, performance, and other appropriate factors. And five, the reporting structure of any compliance personnel employed or contracted by the company. Clearly, the DOJ is articulating that an operationalized compliance program, it expects true compliance professionals who understand the way compliance interacts with and supports businesses. Companies must compensate and promote compliance professionals within their organization. So what are some of the indicia? Funding and resources. Now you have to justify your corporate compliance spend. This means at a minimum you have to meet some general industry standard. If the corporation tries to lowball the pay to compliance professionals as well as the dollar and headcount available to the compliance function, it will not be viewed positively. Also noted in the 2020 update, a company must be prepared to defend any requests for compliance resources that are turned down. Budget requests and allocations are all, always difficult times in a corporation. There is never enough money to go around, and most senior management thinks that this is a job to slash all budget requests simply as a matter of course. Now such blanket management will be penalized. If a compliance function is so hammered by resource restrictions it cannot carry out the basic functions needed for a compliance program to operate, it will not find favor under either the evaluation or the FCPA corporate enforcement policy. There are compliance projects needed to address basic compliance risks, which are not funded because management failed to heed a CCO or compliance function budget request. This could be evidence of conscious indifference by senior management. Two, role of compliance and empowerment. More than simply throwing money at the compliance function, the DOJ is now requiring inquiring into how the compliance function and its recommendations are treated. If there is business unit override of compliance decisions, there must also be an auditable decision trail. This, of course, is anathema to corporate executives who do do not want to put themselves at risks. But more than simply preventing management override, a corporate compliance function has to be empowered by the board and CCO to intervene in business decisions that implicate the company's ethics and compliance issues and compliance with the business code of ethics, agent distributor, supplier code of conduct, training, communication, and internal investigations. If a company considers a business decision or practice that implicates the compliance the company's ethical principles, the compliance function must have the internal authority to weigh in and ensure the ethical principles and compliance issues that are factored into the business decision. Outsourcing of compliance. The area of compliance practice that has arisen largely as an articulation of the hallmarks of an effect of the 2020 FCPA Resource Guide. While this might make sense from a cost perspective, it can be largely problematic if not managed properly. Rarely do outsiders have the same access as corporate employees, particularly in a function as important as compliance. Additionally, there will never be the trust level with outsiders there is with someone who wears the same color shirt as the employees. Here, a company must not only have a rationale in place, but which will largely be cost savings, a company must also have a mechanism in place to assess on an ongoing basis any outsourced compliance function. This will be beyond the reach of probably 99% of the companies engaged in such outsourcing. The 2020 update also posed numerous questions around structure, seniority, and stature of the CCO and compliance function, experience and qualifications, funding and resources, data and access, and autonomy. The 2020 update and the FCPA corporate enforcement policy both demonstrate that continued evolution in thinking of the DOJ around the corporate compliance function, their articulated inquiries can not only strengthen a compliance function specifically and, and also the compliance profession more generally. The more the DOJ talks about the ind- independence of the compliance function, coupled with the resources made available and authority concomitant with the corporate compliance function, the more corporations will see it directly in their interest to provide resources, authority, and gravitas to the compliance position in organizations. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor and then we'll be back with today's three key takeaways. So, what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, how is compliance treated in the budget process? Number two, how has your compliance function been overridden by senior management? And three, beware of out- This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you will join me for the entire month of January where I take a look at some of the significant changes in compliance and FCPA enforcement. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network.